0: Welcome to the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I'm here with Dylan and G for this episode of the show. We're only two weeks into January, and about a quarter of the NFL is looking for new head coaches this offseason. We discuss the ongoing coaching carousel, including some more spots that may be opening up soon. Plus, we preview the upcoming divisional round matchups. Today is January 16th, 2024. And this is episode one hundred and thirty of the show.
1: Well, only one of us is left in terms of playoffs.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know the funny thing is, and I know Gav's not here, but I think the last time we recorded, uh, what Belichick was here, Tomlin was in the playoffs. I mean, we're we're still in the exact same situation. Okay, let's we be real here. Like,
1: do you you say like Tomlin was in the playoffs, like it was like some real like fighting chance or something.
0: It was didn't you predict him to win that game g i
1: we could have been going against jesus and his disciples and i would have thought the Steelers were going (laughs) to (laughs) win you know it's uh, you're not asking the right person bro (laughs)
0: well jesus actually has a pretty good record of being good on sundays so i mean
1: there you go mike tomlin though in the playoffs does not i guess we should start right there huh let's get right into it i kind of (laughs) want to just like I just kind of want to light yeah, it off my grievances. chest, man. I feel like, yeah, like I feel like since the game ended, I kind of just been bundling it up for this moment here. So, like, obviously everybody saw the game. Um, if for a quick recap, uh, Bills went up 21 0 and uh, basically won the game from there. Steelers scored some touchdowns, made it a seven point game, but it never really felt like they were going to, like, come back and win the game. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. maybe they shifted the momentum a little bit, but at the end of the day, we all knew, like, we couldn't get that stop either it was going to be three it was going to be a touchdown it was going to become like a two possession game essentially so that's where we were at the end of that game um and now after we made the playoffs i guess surprisingly also if you go from the beginning of the season not too surprising um we ended up making the playoffs and then the steelers are now out the playoffs after the first round again also being outscored by 10 plus points again like the last five playoff games we've had so i kind of want to you know I guess you guys have had a more recent playoff success, so it's a good people to talk to about this, right? To air my <laughs> grievances with. What is the what is like the what would you guys like kind of like think about here in this? Can the sense of the Steelers like we overperform in terms of like regular season, like I guess outlook and what we end up doing, and every playoff game that starts, and it's not just that we don't look good. We don't look prepared. We don't look like we're meant to be there. And that is directly coaching. Because if it was the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, we're getting him fired. You know, if it's anybody else that's like doing that, like I can't think of another coach that's doing it other than Mike McCarthy because it's so like relevant right now. Even Seriani, they did not, yeah, like Seriani didn't have them ready. You know what I mean? Like when those, but for him, it's only one year. Mike McCarthy has been like four or five years and we're like, dude, you can't keep doing this. But for Tomlin, it's been, seven plus years since they won a playoff game and the last play, five playoff games they had they looked like they're not ready for the challenge you know what i mean
0: so it's I just like of throwing
2: brandon staley too brandon
1: yeah staley. something like that like well, where you're brandon you staley have even, guys he ready. went
0: up 27 nothing right he went up 27-0. yeah we
1: haven't even been up in a playoff game <laughs> other than that one time mahomes like got a stri- tj Watt got a strip sack on Mahomes, and then they scored 28 straight points on us
0: yeah well I don't remember the last couple. I only remember the last two right now, which is the Buffalo one, the Cleveland. Okay,
1: one. so but Buffalo one, Cleveland one. Then we played um, uh, Cl- the, the Chiefs. Chiefs in Kansas City. Got we, put, we scored seven early on, and then we got literally mollywop. They scored forty something points, and they scored like thirty something of a straight, like without even you just getting like any type of movement on the football. And then the game before that was against the um, I want to say the Jaguars in uh, the first round or the second round. I think and you guys that, were like we were the, the second
0: seed and you guys lost. The second right? seed, the yeah, exactly.
1: That when we still had buys for the second seed, I think, right? And we yeah. had just game off the buys. Jacksonville had beat someone else, comes into us, into Pittsburgh, destroys us. Drops 45 on our pathetic defense. And then the week before, then the season before that was uh, we lost to the Patriots, which is kind of understandable. But that was the only one that kind of like you can understand, sort of. Not really, but I don't know. It's well, just pathetic.
0: Well, I think there's two big things that, you know, we have to break down. And the first one with Mike Tomlin is that he is such a floor raiser that you guys are consistently going, like, 9 and 8 and, you know, 10 and, what, 10 and 7 now, I think. And, like, you you guys are never getting in, like, he's never had a non-losing record, right? And that's good in a way, but somehow it's become, like, a fatal flaw in that you guys are never bad enough to get a quarterback. And I don't know why, but your front office is probably not aggressive enough to trade up for quarterback either, right? And without well, that new, franchise new GM, guy. New, new GM. GM.
1: Last The penny picket was our old GM's last pick, so he wanted to really slap us in the face before he left.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I th- that's the thing, though, because without a consistent kind of franchise quarterback, and you guys also have offensive coordinator problems, which is a coaching issue as well, but, you know, You guys have a great floor, but no high enough ceiling to really kind of contend for a championship. But the other thing that I realized, you know, just aside from that, you know, that's a problem in and of itself. But Tomlin, so far in the last two playoff games, which I believe was, you know, Cleveland and Buffalo, you know, we talked about it early on how to get an upset when a seven seed was never supposed to be a second seed before, right? And when you have that kind of talent gap, right, there's a massive talent discrepancy, just like what, but, you know, we could see that any given Sunday, the NFL, you can overcome that, right, the Packers had zero all pros, and the Cowboys had nine, and guess what, they blew them out, like, there was, the game script could have been, you know, you force Buffalo into turnovers, uh, keep it a lowest going game, and you have to strike first, you have to be aggressive, you have to play like the team with nothing to lose, and what I saw in that game to begin with, like, I think first of all, like you guys had the ball first, right? And Every
1: game now we do that. That's a some reason it became a Steeler thing to fucking receive the ball first.
0: <laughs> the, but, okay, but that is fine, right? Because we saw with the Packers when they got the ball first, they struck early and they, you know, scored that touchdown, and it forces you have um the other team to play from behind. And we'll talk about it later in these divisional previews. But that's what upsets are made out of. You have to strike first and just throw them off their script, and the Steelers didn't do that what was their first play they ran it up the middle with Najee I'm gonna assume I don't remember but I think that's what happened and then they went through it out yeah and that's exactly like you can't have that happen you have to be aggressive early and I didn't think I never felt like the Steelers were trying to upset anyone I felt like they were just trying to play a game of football until the very
1: until the very like beginning of that fourth quarter the offense felt like okay like let's try to do something here I'm like what the fuck what is this why yeah. does it take four and a half quarters or not three and a half quarters for us to like awake? Like, you know?
0: Yeah, and again, what we saw in the last playoff game, in this playoff game, Steelers have not started off early enough. Like they you can't just punt the first quarter and then wake up the second quarter and you're already down like twenty eight nothing, twenty one nothing. Especially with
1: our offense.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point, unfortunately, G, because I think I saw a report that said that Mike Tomlin's staying. So well, he should stay. Ooh. He shouldn't. Ooh. He
1: shouldn't be asked to leave. No way in hell. Right? Like mm-hmm. I think we all agree with that. Like no yeah. way you can tell Mike Tomlin like you need to you know
2: to take services somewhere else. Like I think he's a good culture builder. He's a great. And culture. he's
1: like he's like a coach that has players that want to play for him. Like I think Watt came out. He said that part of his contract was keeping Mike Tomlin as his coach. Like fuck. Who? Like there's
0: my uh, TJ Watt. T- TJ oh T.J. Watt. Watt,
1: he's like he said part of like <laughs> the contract. A, that's negotiation condition. Was
0: keeping... I feel like that's illegal. <laughs> I well, mean, if he doesn't want to coach. It, is, it makes Baseball. sense. So it's just like
1: it just says like things about the coach, though more or less about the exact details of like you know if he's staying or not. But like yeah. I don't know, man. It's just sick shit, bro.
0: Yeah, it's just I'm... not ideal. I think because unless you guys get a franchise quarterback, because you know. I'm sorry, Kenny Pickett's probably not it at this point. No, he's definitely not he's it. Him. Yeah, he's what pick him. do you
1: guys
2: have this upcoming draft?
1: The same pick we drafted Kenny Pickett with twenty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Ooh, JJ McCarthy, dude. dude if, we get JJ <laughs> if we
1: get fucking JJ McCarthy, bro, I will fucking lose it, bro. I, you guys thought I was mad when we got fucking Kenny Pickett, bro. If we if we get Bo Nix or JJ McCarthy, I'm gonna fucking lose it, bro. <laughs>
0: bo Nix is better than jj mccarthy
1: yeah i mean but
0: not hopeful hope vo- but
2: <laughs> yeah like i'd hope so <laughs> like you're saying you that get, like you can get jj and blake quorum together and replace Najee. why do you need
0: three running backs
1: see that's the thing no. like i don't know what the direction of the team is now either you know which is also like a bad place to be because yeah guys like cameron hayward who's on the tail end of his career and that becomes a you know a pretty gaping hole on the team's of the defense like then you got to refill that you still don't have a quarterback like
0: yeah no in i'm just saying in this division you got at least lamar and joe burrow in your division then you got mahomes you got allen right you just went up against allen if you don't have a franchise quarterback it's pretty much you can't compete
1: you, and you can't win your division, like, let alone go to other AFCs. Like, you can't win the division as the third or fourth-best quarterback, probably the fourth-best quarterback. And you're starting mm-hmm. the fifth-best quarterback to start the season because damn near Mason's better than him.
0: Yeah, that's you, you an issue. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it, though. What, how old is, like, Mason Rudolph? He's been in the league at least, like, five, six years, I want to say. He's probably, so, half
1: yeah, like, twenty-six years. He's uh, in second contract now.
0: Kenny Pickett's in his second year. I get it. Like like didn't the same he will be better he'll probably oh well that that's not good but <laughs> like it, it's likely that rudolph would have been better than him already and because of the you know difference experience. in experience but you'd have you'd want to see encouraging signs from kenny pickett and i don't think we've seen that yet so you first step get an offensive coordinator second step get a quarterback then we'll have to see so
1: it's time to complete my dreams, and this will be the last thing I say. Let's just get Justin Fields.
0: <laughs> Honestly, not the worst thing. Like, but my you only probably have to hire a young some quarterback
1: Yeah, yeah. The only problem with me for hiring, hiring, getting a new, uh, like, a quarterback in the draft is that we have a, such a like not young team sort of now. Like, especially on the defensive end, which is supposed to be carrying like Watt, Minka. Like, these guys are already on second and like contracts. You know, like they're. Playing their second contracts right now, these guys aren't like, you know, the Packers offense or some shit. You know, this is not what we have going on here.
0: But that's why you have to get a rookie quarterback, basically. Like, that's the only way you're gonna save this team. Like, that's why Brock Purdy is dirt cheap, and that's why we're able to contend because Fred Warner's on a second contract, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, like cool. Kittle, Debo, Ayuk's probably gonna get the bag soon, All right? So, so you fuck need it. give a cheap me Spencer Rattler, bro. Oh Jesus. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that, please. All right, let's just move on. Uh, we got other coaching news, though. I mean, I think we talked about it earlier. Like, last week, we had a, a good host here, Gav, on the podcast. And uh, now that Gav's not on the podcast, uh, Bill Belichick's not on the Patriots. Um, Is he, he protesting well, or something? <laughs> maybe, maybe he's with Bill, you know, giving him some sloppy-toppy to make him feel better. You know, <laughs> oh, my better. God. <laughs>
0: it's funny. Gav did... Gabe's very had bipolar. The to believe, um, no, Gabe's very El-El-El-Chef bipolar. He's <laughs> he's just like, oh, you know, he he was. I was looking at the old messages he sent, and probably on this podcast, he's like, "Fire Bill! I hate him!" You know, we didn't sign DeAndre Hopkins once again. Bill disappointed <laughs> me. Like, and then all of a sudden, when Bill left, he was just like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't want this to happen!" Like, <laughs> uh, come on, Patriots fans. <laughs> it's
2: like how their problem with Tom Brady. They love him. They love him and hate him at the same time. You yeah. just don't know which is which.
1: Literally. Delusional, I think is what you were trying to say. Nicely. Um, well, I don't know. So so where do the where do you guys want to start with this? Where the Bill go, I guess, is more important than where the Patriots go because no one really cares where the Patriots go anymore? Well, yes, I want to list Keeping him in relevance.
0: I want to just point out, like, all the coaching spots right now because I think, like, I don't know what the record is, but, like, there's at least eight teams that are gonna have a new head coach this season. Like we know the Patriots are already getting uh Gerard Mayo as their new head coach, right? And I, I, I honestly think that's a mistake. Not just from like I'm not saying he's not gonna be a good head coach, but I would like to see who would be you can't just hire the guy from internal and I feel like you always have to get perspective on like the team. Right. If you just hire the first guy you see then you don't get a sense of, like, oh, what are the other options out there? And this is a very loaded, you know, class of coaches, which usually doesn't happen. Like, you got Jim Harbaugh, you got Vrabel, who got let go of in Tennessee, which, you know, many speculated he was going to be the coach of New England. Then you got Pete Carroll in Belichick, obviously. Uh, ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for Detroit. Slowick from uh, Houston. And then you got Mike McDonald from uh, Baltimore, the defensive coordinator a- for Baltimore. And Eric Bien-Aimé the enemy which we basically have ignored into irrelevance at this point because he works for washington so like there's there's so. there's so many head coaching uh candidates there's also a lot of open jobs we got washington chargers vegas atlanta tennessee seattle carolina we might even see some more open up like given the results yeah. of the wild card
1: weird yeah. weird decision to sign a coach so i just feel like it's really early early but like Hey man, it feels like this is uh what's the word bound to happen. So there's no reason not to make it official. Like I guess they've been preparing for this for a couple years now, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, why? What's the point of interviewing other people? You know, I, I I guess if you're gonna sign him and that's gonna be the coach for your future of your franchise, like, just go and sign him. You know, don't entertain it. Which is fine. If that's the way you're gonna do it, like, at least they didn't like, you know, interview five people just to hire the internal guy. Like. Like what the Raiders are basically doing now—they're going to interview I everybody think... just to give it to Antonio Pierce. Like that doesn't make—that's a good sense perspective. That honestly. shows no confidence in him.
2: No, no, no. Because think it puts respect it. on the other coaches, and especially
1: no, more in Mayo's case than in Pierce's case. Because he's an interim coach. I get that, but like Mayo was like brought there, been getting nurtured as like you're going to be the franchise's like you know coach going forward. From my understanding, is that's been like the the Patriot thing. Like he was going to be the one to fill it.
0: Well, in terms of Pierce, like, I think it's a good decision by the Raiders to interview everyone and not make a decision. Like, I hope in their minds they aren't saying, oh, the default is Pierce. We're going to hire Pierce, basically. We're just going to interview all these coaches and make him look good. Because that would be terrible. Because you can't, like, when you already have your mind set up, you're not really going to be receptive to any of these opinions that the coaches are bringing in. Like, I think there's all these perspectives that you see from these guys, and at the end of the day, you have to consider this, right? This is what I, like, I thought they were going to hire Pierce and I thought they were, like, it was going to be a good move. But now, like, if you're looking at the Chargers, they're interviewing Jim Harbaugh. They're probably going to interview Bill Belichick, right? So think about it. You're in a division with Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and Belichick slash Harbaugh. And you're going to walk in with Antonio Pierce as your head coach. You you better at least get some perspective on what these guys are going to bring to the table. Maybe it's not going to be like, oh, you can seal their strategy or anything. But maybe you need to hear them out before you let them go to your rival, is all I'm saying. Like, when you guys have divisional rival, like Atlanta and Carolina, they're also going to have, you know, two open spots in the division. You better make the right choice.
1: That's a very fair point. I, I guess I didn't think of it like that, but I don't know. I just, I don't know if I like, uh, like what the, the Patriots did. By letting go mm-hmm. of Belichick, but I guess time is uh, time is everybody's uh kind of final call, right?
0: Yeah. I I think it's probably best for both sides because I don't think you can't tell Belichick to step down from what he's obviously bad at, which is general manager. Yep. Yeah. So but I mean, it's been laid to rest um belichick's out there p carroll is somehow out there as well i know they said they'd give him a consulting job but it didn't seem like he was completely done yet so i could see him definitely you know trying for a different team as a head coach in his prime 70 years um i mean like let's just list off like who what do you think is like the best situation right now in terms of like if you were a head coach everyone wanted you but you could only choose one place like it's a pretty big deal and I told you the open spots Washington Chargers Vegas Falcons Titans Seahawks Panthers like which one would you pick I feel
1: like it's pretty easy for me mm-hmm. maybe I'm just not thinking about enough about it It's the Chargers
0: yeah has to be. No, I agree yeah.
1: like yep. I, I think with having a solidified like guarantee at quarterback it's just gonna make you look better like, for example, Zach Taylor, like getting Joe Burrow just makes him look like a fucking genius, even though sometimes he's not a genius. Like we wouldn't know because Burrow <laughs> makes him look like a genius, you know, Herbert will like literally make you look good as long as you can like competently keep your end up things, you know, which daily wasn't able to do, which hence why he was fired. Right. But um, I feel like as long as you can just be relevant in terms of just, you know, keeping your side of the ball, especially from a bell bell check, I don't got to worry about that type of stuff. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I think quarterback is the most important position. And if you have, like, that's the only place where there's a proven franchise quarterback. Like, Washington maybe would be second because they have a chance to get a franchise quarterback. But you know in L.A., they already have a quarterback there, right? The other guys, don't. they don't have it. I think Atlanta is attractive as well. Like, from a talent perspective, they got all that young offensive talent that no one ever used for some reason. Got but the young men. The young men, indeed. Yeah. I agree, but, you know. They just need a quarterback. They need that quarterback. And if there was a confident enough head coach that, you know, they would, that thinks that they could get that quarterback, then, you know, you could be willing to go over there. But I think L.A. is probably the best place because of their quarterback. They already know what's there.
1: Yeah, I I just think you can't pass up on a franchise quarterback, right? Especially for unproven because that's how you get fired.
0: Yeah. Well, you could get fired in a lot of different ways, right? Like, I, I don't even... We're not even mentioning, like, there are seven spots open, but there's also probably going to be more spots. Like, I don't know what your guys' opinions on this was, but, like, the wild card weekend, it exposed a lot of frauds, right? As it does with playoff teams. And both after, like, contending for, like, the entire season for who's going to get the second seed, who's going to win the NFC East, Turns out both of them got bounced in the first round. Dallas and Philly, right? They both won double-digit games this season. Both get bounced by a nine and eight team. And I mean, there's a lot of rumors swirling around, like whether they should be fired or not. Like, first of all, do you think they should be fired? Um, yeah, Mike McCarthy's got to go. <laughs> Mike, I think Mike McCarthy
2: and Dan Quinn has got to go for both, for Dallas, um, for the Eagles. I think. I would give Nick Sirianni one more chance, but I would get rid of um Brian, their offensive coordinator, and Matt Patricia cause and and Desai I, knew, I think
1: it's that uh, the previous defensive coordinator. I mm-hmm. um, gotta go.
2: Sean Desai. Sean Desai yeah. got step got um demoted, and they no, no now up- he
1: needs to get fired. <laughs> oh yeah, he does
2: need to get fired. Both both of them, Sean Desai and Matt Patricia, needs to get fired. Like, I think if a team has Matt Patricia, that's when you know, like, it's easy W when you play yeah, that Yeah, like they're not serious about competing. <laughs> exactly. Because we all seen it, like, last year with Matt Patricia when he was the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Then when he was a head coach for the Detroit Lions, he basically shit the bed. So, and now with Eagles, he basically blew them up after um they won 10 games or they went 10-1 and won and lose the last five out of six games in the regular season. So I think that's yeah.
0: where I see it. I think, like, for me, it's very obvious that the problem in Philly is a coaching issue. Like, the talent is, not like, on defense. For some reason, none of them can tackle. But, like, guess who's supposed to teach you how to tackle in training camp, right? The coaches. Like, Bro, you can't make the NFL if you can't
1: tackle, today. bro
0: exactly that's a, like that's a we but, lost
1: confidence in our our what we got going on like we know we're not going to win before we step out on the field type of thing you know at least in my yeah, opinion james
0: james bradbury doesn't know how to tackle yeah but that's like a fundamental like you know this is the stuff you kind of teach in training camp this is the stuff you kind of train for in practice like when like there's this viral video showing of you know todd Bowles versus Jalen Hurts and Todd Bowers, we all know, even us podcasters here know that he likes to blitz a lot. And the Eagles, it looked like they didn't really have a solution for it. Like, you see what Jalen Hurts is looking at. There's no easy routes open for a blitz. And usually, they're supposed to be an open guy because there's a lot of guys in your face. So that must mean they're not on the field trying to cover those guys. But for some reason, there's no routes run in the middle of the field where Jalen Hurts can easily throw it. That's an offensive coordinator issue. Like, it's very, very simple that... That's a coaching issue. We've seen this team get to the Super Bowl last year. They're very talented from that perspective, but the coaching let them down, and then their morale went down. That's a coaching thing too. Sirianni should be fired. Like past results, I don't care, right? They fired Doug Peterson. They fired Andy Reid. You get to the Super I would, Bowl. I would. Olympics, I would. I would just. I
1: would just try to replace the coordinators. I would also see like it's hard to like judge when we're not in the locker room. So like, I guess they would probably mm-hmm. have a better like idea. Of like if the locker room is completely lost, like all belief in him, like there's nothing you can do with them, right? Like what 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 can you do to restore grown men's faith in their coach? There's nothing. He's gotta go. But if that's the case, like he's gotta go, right? But if that's not the case, then I would still like I would still try to give him a shot. I would try to replace all the coordinators. Mike McCarthy for sure gotta go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's so weird, though. Like, you know, in Chicago right now, they don't have any coordinators, right? It's only uh, Matt Huberflus and just yeah. everyone else. Like, he fired everyone. Like, like how does that make... Like, I get maybe he's a charismatic guy, but when you have nobody left in your building and, like, you're the only one there, like, how much... How, how long do you well, think your job's going to last at that see, point? See, my
1: thing is, like, okay, so let's, like, go back a year, right? Let's go take the Eagle situation from last year. Well... No one gave Sirianni any credit for making, like, basically coming up with that whole coaching staff himself, no? Like, was there, That's like, you know, like he had Gannon, he had Steichen. I'm sure if he had Gannon and Steichen this year, they wouldn't have been this bad. Like, it's just like, okay, he tried to replace them one year after they left, and he just fucking missed. Like, he completely missed. And it's going to happen, because you just hit, like, to replace two good coaches is hard. Like, you barely Mm -hmm. could probably get one, right? So he missed, and I think that's what happened this year is they just, like, they tried to replace the good coaches they had. It didn't work. And as I said, I'd give him another year, and if it's looking like, you know, the same six, seven, eight games through the season, I would just fire him.
0: Yeah, I think think it just depends on what your head coach brings to the building because everyone has a different kind of way of – management i guess and leadership john harbaugh is not a, an and O's offensive mind or a defensive coordinator he was a special teams coordinator and guess what he's probably one of the best head coaches in the league and then you know it's just and then kyle shanahan he probably brings his entire offensive system and that discipline in like everyone every head coach i think brings in a different skill set and it works for some teams and it works for, doesn't work for other teams i think it's just a matter of like whether sirianni what does he actually bring to the table i don't know so far but i guess they should continue to look and see give him another shot I, i'm
1: not gonna lie i'm not sure if i can answer that question for you what he brings to the table <laughs> yeah because it's like it's like my I was telling someone earlier i was like it's like mike tomlin if he couldn't give a speech you know like it's mm-hmm. like like he couldn't motivate his players he couldn't get him like up you know that's all it really is because like you know that's a lot of coaches like you said it's just like everybody kind of plays to what they can do but if you can't do anything it's kind of concerning
0: yeah i agree in the sense that mike mccarthy has to go in terms of disappointing the expectations i still think he's probably a better head coach i just don't i i really don't understand what happened in dallas like i get the offense turned the ball over defense was horrific like i won't discuss it later on how the packers won but dan quinn is not as good as a coach like as we probably think right now. And some people are Dude, Dan he's Quinn a head coach. Dan
1: Quinn is a fucking joke. I feel like I'm like uh, no one else is like like is just like missing the obvious, you no? Know? Like they choke every single time he's coordinating any type of defense. Go from last year against the Niners, this year against the Packers, to Falcons against the Patriots. Like a Dan Quinn has never once ever <laughs> coached a team that successfully like did anything other than beat up on bad teams.
0: Yeah. I I just think that it's just all like they should probably both fire them as a Niners fan and as an NFC fan and as a hater of both teams i hope they keep their job you know keep the employment rate up
2: yeah that's crazy and, <laughs> and american can watch the cowboys implode for another year it's i'm hilarious. also sure
1: I'm, not, I'm also not sure if that's how the employment rate works because if someone else fills the job it's
0: you know the employment yeah, sheet is still the same, but right, The employment <laughs> rate of the NFL as of this week.
1: Okay, there we go. There we go. I like it, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's a that's a lot of good coach talk, though. I feel like it's gonna get interesting. I feel like coaches are never this spicy, though, right? In the last season.
0: I think this it's think a it's very uniquely talented market.
2: Yeah, I think it's also awesome because this is the. I feel like this year you get it's like what Matt alluded to earlier about coaches getting exposed in the playoffs, I think this is a really good year, or this year showed, like, which
0: coaches are good, which ones are bad. I will argue yeah. that these teams, if Philly and Dallas, they have to make sure that they have a coach that is an upgrade, right? You can't just fire a guy just because, you know, they don't like him. Well, you I guess you can, but, you know, if you have that when championship you heard Jones, Jones, you roster, can do anything. Exactly. Like, he fired Jason Garrett for Mike McCarthy, and I think they... Well, I don't know what the record was, but he made a lot of. I mean, even
2: it. happened to us too, Matt. When Jed York got rid of uh, Jim Harbaugh, the first. Well, oh, that
0: was a mistake. <laughs> that was just a mistake, straight up, and that's why he's back. Like, let's just give off some predictions as to like, you know, just call your shot as to what you think is going to happen in the next couple of weeks as to who gets hired, where. Okay. I,
2: yeah, you go for, uh, it, Dylan. I go go for, for it. it. I yeah. I personally think Jim Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. I Ooh. just because. I, re- I really believe that because I feel like the talent is there. And I know previous podcasts I've been talking about how the Chargers, they're kind of all f- um, flukes. But I think because it was due to Brand Steely. I mean, I'm not going to – I don't want to give um, the running back, Austin Eckler, a pass. But I, re- I do believe if Jim Harbaugh goes to the Chargers um, – With how he coaches and how he plays, I think it'll help revitalize the Chargers, and they'll be more, more of a contender. Because um, Jim Harbaugh, he he likes to run. I really do believe that um, it'll kind of like bring up the offense more, and it'll open up so many more things for that entire team.
1: Okay, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna stick with the same team, different coach. I'm calling Belichick to the Chargers, and mm-hmm. honestly, it's for a lot of different reasons. I don't see it the same way you see it. Um, I feel like, if possible, I would just keep telling Mondo, my offensive coordinator, I don't see why it wouldn't be possible. I'm sure he's still under contract, right? So leave him there. Don't bring Josh McDaniels in. Uh, <laughs> you run the defense. This is where like my whole point is made off of, is that A, they have so much talent defensively in comparison to Bill Belichick teams, between Mac Bosa, Derwin James, uh their corners, everybody there they have they have a good amount of like talent. There's no scheme, no like ability to like put players in the right spot to use or utilize your defensive players properly to their best of their abilities and be that good defense. Who it's better to do? Because who better Brandon Caley was a defensive That's, guy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But then I feel like, you know, you bring them in and you kind of like wrap up those little small things. Like I feel like with the Chargers that we always think about, like the Chargers, what do you guys think about? Like you know, they'll always find a way to lose games. Like, to always find a way to fuck something up. The, small, the mm-hmm. smallest of small things, right? And, like, Bill Belichick is a master of preparing for the most random one-off thing and one-off way to lose a game. He's going to know how to avoid that situation. He's going to have coached you about it. You know, obviously, I don't know how much you can coach him in one off season, but for the next two, three years with a quarterback in his prime and a team looking to make some moves, like, you bring him in as coach. Like, I feel like those windows kind of add up in terms of, where they're trying to be and what Belichick's trying to be. I wouldn't know if I would want to move into the, you know, go from the AFC East to go to the AFC West, go to Mahomes' division. But, you know, hey, that'd be exciting.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a very likely spot for Belichick. I think, you know, the talent, I think he could just coach him up there. But I think more importantly, he could retire there. Like, it's very easy to just go to L.A. and just, you know, relax, take a couple years. And they're already in a win-now window. The other prediction I had for him is probably Atlanta because I think that I think they might have a couple better pieces on defense right now. They might have not have bigger names, but I think they have a really solid defense that could be checked basically. And then hire a good offensive coordinator. They already have a GM, so they don't have to worry about, you know, getting um, you know, I don't know, like um you just have to That's hire a good ship. OC. <laughs> no just, not not i know he's gonna be back on the market but uh, what concerns me is happen. a team that might
1: have like fired all their coaches let's say like there's a team that fired every single one of their coaches and they have openings that's a offensive coordinator defensive coordinator and coach like team could bring in belichick mcdaniels and patricia and it could be some sick shit bro could you just imagine i want to see it happen it's just be so Christ. comical
0: well, the only other combo I want to see is Mike Vrabel, Arthur Smith returns reunite, but that is also that, very good.
1: Yeah, that that'd be interesting as well. I don't know. I, what, I, what do you quickly? What do you guys think about like who's the other than Belichick? Who's like the best coach to go after? Has it Harbaugh Vrabel?
0: I think it's Harbaugh and then Vrabel. Harbaugh Harbaugh Vrabel. is a leader of men. Like he's every single time he's he's never had a non-losing season either, right? It was only four years, but three of those years, it was the NFC Championship or better. And then and he
2: went 500 the fourth year, 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah,
0: which was an absolute disaster of a year. So like, I, I'm a big fan of Jim Harbaugh, obviously. Like, I think he's going to go to Vegas. I think Vegas oh, I going to screws- say the same thing. I think he, they're going to screw Antonio Pierce, but I honestly think it's probably going to be the right idea because Harbaugh's not McDaniels. Harbaugh is not Gruden. He's not some old guy who was like a decade- Past his prime, or you know, guy who never should have been a head coach in the first place. Like he is, good. he always brings a winning attitude, and it doesn't matter where they are in terms of their rebuild or whatever, they will win games, and I think that's what Harbaugh is going to bring. And I'll give you, I'll give you a couple more predictions, um just some predictions that I think are is likely to happen because of the connections. I think Bobby Slowick, the Houston offensive coordinator, is going to go to Washington or Ben Johnson, I think one of the offensive minds is going to Washington with the potential to coach Caleb Williams right there. And then I see a retread to go to Carolina. So I think Mike McCarthy, honestly, might be that guy, or Pete Carroll. I see some random head coach who is a former head coach go to Carolina because they need to re- rehab their image. Isn't that
1: what they try to do with the last coach they hired? Wouldn't yeah. they want to go for an offensive genius type of Ben Johnson vibe? I feel like no. What? I feel like the Panthers are getting Ben Johnson. I, I no, feel
0: like
1: they're going to No, not if you throw decline. enough enough of a bag, bro. Money yeah, money changed if, a lot of things. Money talks. If money you have Ben
0: Johnson and you have the chance to go to Atlanta with London, you have Kyle Pitts, you have Bijan, and you have the chance to draft your own quarterback, or you go to Carolina, you get a bag, but you also get fired in like six games. Like, I I feel like I would go to the guy with the better temperament who hired Arthur Smith and kept him for three years, right? So. I mean,
1: comparing Carolina to Atlanta is very hard for me to <laughs> make, like, any a- <laughs> type
0: of argument, you
1: know? Because it's like, damn, bro, like, you're right, for sure. But I don't know, like, other than money and, like, you know, pride, just being able to say, like, I, I got it. I don't know what, you know, what else logic there would be.
0: I feel like a bad head coach has to go there to rehab their image as well. Like, that's the only scenario oh, I see it. Um, so. That's a good one for,
2: uh, what's his name? Ron Rivera.
0: Ron Rivera, Zotti, back, back to Carolina. <laughs> back to Carolina, he can rehab his image and torture well, the Carolina. Didn't he pictures. fire him? The same owner? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did. The same owner He, did. he him, definitely yeah. did. Well, I I don't see that happening. Um, I think Mike McDonald or Dan Quinn go to Seattle. What I think because Seattle, I think they forced Pete Carroll out because Pete Carroll's defensive system was kind of getting antiquated and getting owned by McVay and Shanahan every uh time. So I don't see – like, a lot of people see Quinn to Seattle again. I don't see it. Well, it cool.
1: doesn't make any sense. It's like the same yeah, shit.
0: Exactly. That's why I think, like, they're going to get the best forward-thinking defensive mind, which is Mike McDonald, which would You think they're going to still go defensive mind? I feel like – I don't know. I, I, just, think, they, I, I think they'll I think they do it because that's what the philosophy in Seattle is.
1: Me, personally, like, I don't know if you guys are, like, the same way, but, like, if I were to be a owner of a team, which, you know, hopefully – sports council will makes us enough money yeah we'll be able to do so um i if i'm hiring a coach after firing especially like a getting rid of like an old legacy coach i'm not just going for some random defensive name like gerard mayo or or like uh who did you just say uh, uh mike mcdonald Mc, mike, McDon- mike mcdonald or some shit like that for my team and, you know it's like you're just aging your coach down a little bit like that's not the point of getting a new hire is for a new perspective like you said earlier so why would i not Especially the defensive teams, like they have head coaches, the defensive guys, like the the Chargers and the guys like that. Like, go get a young, even mid mid aged offensive coach. As simple as that.
2: I to would me. get. I think any sh- person from the Shanahan tree is a good I, option. I, Your I guys mean, a
1: quarterback I, coach is getting interviews. If I'm not mistaken, right?
0: Greasy, I think so. I I the only thing with that is that Mike McDonald, what he's done with that Ravens defense. He's basically done what Shanahan's done with the offense. Like he's made it super hybrid. Like you, you get interested in a mind like that. Like what are they gonna bring to your team? Like it's not like a Dan Quinn rah rah kind of defense. Like I feel like he's just smarter than people think. And like that, at a certain point, he's gonna get hired. I think he gets hired this cycle if they're smart. And I hope it's not Seattle, honestly. Like,
1: um. Yeah, because I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Wait,
0: is
2: Steve Wilkes, I think, is our defensive coordinator getting I hope. Um, I hope he gets interviewed. I hope he goes.
1: He deserves Carolina's job more than anybody else did that got hired, like Frank Reich or the rest of the fucking idiots over there.
0: That will also <laughs> happen. That will also not happen. He also got fired from there. No,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, last year, he deserved it more, you know, because exactly. he's a temporary coach. Yeah, yeah.
0: They should have just left him there. Literally. Um, Last one. It's a spicy one. I'm gonna say Mike Rabel goes to Philadelphia.
2: Ooh. In in the case that Sirianni or no when words, Sirianni is gets coach? fired, oh, when yes. Sirianni gets fired. Okay, so I that, got I got a so bolder
1: take good. for you. Mike Rabel decides to he head coaching wasn't for him, and he really enjoyed defensive coordinating for the former team he played for, so he comes and signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs>
0: Why don't you guys hire Arthur Smith as offensive coordinator and break it even? Yeah, dude, the, I heard Matt there's this,
1: sure. uh, there's this other Mac coach, sure. and the name is Mac Canada. He's available. Uh,
0: <laughs> I got okay. I wanna I, I wanna disclose something for our listeners. I got Gav last week. Once Bill Belichick got fired, there's a fake account who tweeted out Patriots are interviewing former. Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada for the head coaching job. I sent it into the group chat and Gavin's like, I'm going to kill myself <laughs> straight up. I saw something that was like,
1: Bama will heavily pursue Matt Canada after to replace Nick Saban. I'm like, bro, wait, what?
0: That man has no traction whatsoever. No, no riz. Okay. Well, that's enough head coaching talk for now. Let's, let's get out of the gutter for a second. Let's go on to the actual playoffs back to the playoffs here we got four matchups to cover a lot of good playoff teams honestly it's very odd the contrast between the afc and the nfc the afc the four quarterbacks are mahomes allen um cj Stroud, and lamar jackson two mvps in there and then you have the packers niners bucks lions which is goff baker jordan love and brock purdy which is you know some shitters. Uh, unproven, quarterback. the best, the best, not the best Quarterbacks.
1: The best four quarterbacks are all in the AFC right now.
0: That may be so, sure. but sure. I guess we'll have sure. to we'll have to see who wins at Vegas. And let's start with Texans Ravens, the first matchup of the uh, divisional weekend. So this is actually a rematch. Three of the four are already rematches. And week one, it was kind of like you know you kind of throw week one out, but the Ravens did in fact win. I think it was a blowout. But Lamar, he actually didn't do very well in that game. He went seventeen for twenty two, but hundred and sixty nine yards, one interception, no touchdowns, no rushing touchdowns. So this is a rematch. And they won still though, right? Yeah, they won. Like I think it was Stroud's first game too, so we obviously have to, you know, put that away. So. But this is like CJ Stroud versus Lamar Jackson. This is like this is this should be fun. But I think the Texans are incredibly overpowered in terms of talent, obviously. So how exactly are they going to upset Baltimore?
2: I think they need to start fast. Like you said, they're younger. So using their young men powers, they're going <laughs> to strike quick. And that's how they're going yeah, like to... You too.
1: You too and your beat, young men, um, bro.
2: The You're also that's a young man. Me, too. Yeah, it's whoa, true.
1: Whoa. I myself am a young man. But I do not like young men like you two.
0: It's not a it's not a like. It's an infatuation.
1: I don't think that helps your case. <laughs> but you can continue. They need young men to play
2: good. I like that.
0: <laughs> is that but... it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um honestly though, I think CJ is able to figure it out with um you could Collins, Tank Dill and Noah Brown, so I think compare I mean at what you said about week one, right? It's kind of like an anomaly. Like people, are, most teams are just warming up, but now it's like playoff seasons, right? So I think um, the Texans are more connected with each other, and CJ, and again, what we talked about way before the podcast. They they all eat breakfast together, just not with one receiver, but the entire wide receiver core as well as the running back core. So, um. I, and then you you I wanna gotta say, not,
1: you gotta win the turnover battle because Lamar is not really turning it over. So he just Stroud's not really turning it over. But if you can force one or two turnovers, that'll swing. You know, uh, that'll swing the the game. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think when again when it comes to an upset, you have to make sure you play very clean football. You have to basically play your best game. They have to play their worst game in order to kind of get it. And that's exactly what happened in the Cowboys-Packers. Like. Packers played their best game that we've probably seen. And then Cowboys had two picks. One was a pick six. Like, Lamar, um, he has two playoff wins, I think, as a professional. And then CJ Stroud has one already in the bag. Like, maybe there's an advantage there. I don't know if I believe the whole Lamar chokes in the playoffs thing, but, like, he's going to have to, I think, if the Texans want to win this game. Because, like you said, uh, Dylan, there's Tank Dell, Noah Brown, Nico Collins. Two of those guys are out. So I'm, I'm really concerned, like, that is a really good Ravens defense. He only has one really good target out there in Nico. Like, what's to stop the Ravens from just, you know, everyone on Nico, right?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know logically and analytically how to explain it, but what my eyes tells me is that he's going to figure it out, right? Like, CJ Shard has mm-hmm. never not been able to figure it out so far. So, hey, man, if he just plays the way he did against Cleveland... And that's the thing is that Cleveland's defense was the only defense I would really, like, comp with, like, the Ravens defense like that. And he shredded them a fucking new one. And they were healthy. They had, other than maybe, like, I think Denzel Ward was out or something. Like
0: I think you it was have uh, at least, the safety, Delpit.
1: Delpit, yeah. So they had one guy out. Like, that's not the end of the world. Like, you could still number one defense, right? Like, and they just got shredded. And it's like, damn. I don't know. It makes you just think, like,
2: you know. What if? And also... The- um, the Texans they're um this is their first time in a while going into the playoffs and they also have a first year head coach with Demico Ryan's and they don't know any better. No one expected them to be this far, so I think they have they really have nothing to lose at this point.
0: Yeah, I think that they have to play with nothing to lose. I think Demico has to come up with a way to disrupt Lamar again. Like there's a reason why AFC North teams do so much better against Lamar than other teams. It's because they've seen Lamar every year, twice. And I think that's their defenses get a better sense of how he does. Versus NFC teams, he's undefeated against the NFC because they don't see a player like Lamar, his speed, his ability to process everything, throw on the run. Like That's why he's practically undefeated against them. So the second time around, you'd have to believe that Houston has to come up with a game plan to... Limit Lamar to, if he can get that exact same stat line out of Lamar this time, you'd expect him to win this game, right? Because I think Stroud's a better quarterback than before, but you need Stroud to play basically the game of his life. So, in terms he's of predictions, very like, so. yeah. Like, I think he's gotten a lot better over the season. I think he's basically already cemented himself in top 10 quarterback status, which is crazy to say, but he's already him. I've been saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. I think this is where we give our predictions for the games. Um, I'm going to go with my heart over my uh, head, and I'm going to take the Texans to win 31-28. Wow. I
2: have a similar um, result as well, uh, but I have it 27-24 Texans.
0: Two Texans picks? Wow. I mean, Go, I, go I, young men. I, go young men indeed, but I don't think... I said earlier that I predicted that the Texans would advance, but I don't think they beat Baltimore just because Baltimore is just a completely better team. I think that it's been a great story for the Texans, but I think they aren't talented enough to beat Baltimore at this point. I think the offense is good, but that Ravens defense is on another level. As I've said before, they're also rested, energetic. The only way I could see it is if they have a slow start, but... Even so, their offense is good enough now. They've hit a momentum and they've hit a stride where they are actually scoring a lot. So I think Baltimore is going to win 35-21. Realistically,
1: that is what's going to happen. But like I said, I'm picking with my heart, not my head.
2: (laughs) Same here. I believe.
0: Wow. Okay, well, speaking of believe, let's go on to the other game that Saturday. It's going to be the other one seed versus the low seed which is the Packers 49ers. This is not a rematch per se of this season, but this is the 10th time that these two teams are playing each other in the playoffs, which is insane. I feel like every time the Niners play in the playoffs, they have to play the Packers at least once. So there you go. Um, Niners have owned this rivalry recently. They've beaten them in the NFC Championship. They upset them last in the 2021 divisional round, I think, when Aaron Rodgers was still there. All of them were actually Aaron Rodgers. But now they face the potential upset because Jordan Love, he's hot right now. He just beat down Dallas to like 40 plus points. And he's pretty hot going into this game. Meanwhile, the Niners are rested. Like, are you concerned about Russ at all?
2: Personally, I think I'm not worried about the Rust because I think we know how Kyle Shanahan operates. He makes his players go 100% every single practice, right? So... And he knows how to s- schedule practices and make sure they're not um, lackadaisical, for lack of a better word. Um, so, and I think even Fred Warner talked about it too about how um, every single week, every single day, they f- fight like for Aries to get better every single day. So, to be honest, I'm not worried about that aspect. I think it's just down to execution for the 49ers. I
0: think, in terms of an like the Niners, I mean, we talked about it from an upset perspective of how the Texans are going to upset the Ravens, but in terms of that, nah, we're going to switch that now because it's our team. Like the Niners, in order to prevent the upset, you got to just do the exact opposite of what we just said. You got to make sure you don't lose the lead early. Don't let them score fast because then that puts you out of your script, out of your game plan, right? Then you just no turnovers. Don't play a sloppy game. Don't be rusty. If, Brock Purdy throws more interceptions than Jordan Love. That's pretty much the game. I'm pretty sure like every game that the Niners have lost this season, um, Purdy's thrown at least one interception, I think. So don't do that. That's definitely one part of it. And then I think what the Packers really did, they just forced their style of football on them. Like once they got ahead, then they could play their game. They didn't have to be forced to play whatever the Cowboys wanted to do the Cowboys had to play catch up and they had to kind of deviate from what they were going to do in the beginning of the game. So that's a lot of that has to do probably with the run game. And I know Green Bay, like we talked about Joe Barry's defense being awful, right? And they didn't look so awful against the Cowboys. Maybe the Cowboys were frauds, but they looked pretty damn good against them. And I think the issue though is that the Niners have to be able to run the ball. The Packers have allowed 200-plus rushing yards in four games already this season to Atlanta, Detroit, Pittsburgh, the Giants. Pittsburgh's on there. That's interesting.
1: <laughs> what the? What do you guys are just like, why can't you just say Pittsburgh and be like, good shit, guys?
0: <laughs> good shit, guys. <laughs> Thanks. But you've seen the counter towards uh, the run. They were talking about it in this last game. The Packers were able to put these five-man defensive linemen up there to match those five offensive linemen and try to clog up the lanes but I think the Niners need to Niners are already a better running team than the Cowboys. Cowboys weakness in this game was already the run game both run defense and run offense so first of all the Niners need to run the ball really good second of all they need to defend the run really well because what we saw in that Packers game is that Aaron Jones was carving them up and he had three touchdowns he had like over 100 yards and that really set up the play action, and that's why we saw all these extremely like wide open players. Like there was a guy who just had nobody near him. I'm pretty sure, like there was no one within twenty on. Yeah. I think it was Luke Finally, Musgrave. he breaks out. You know, when I <laughs> when I don't pick him in fantasy, but whatever. Like, but it set up those play action passes, and um, when you have to crowd the box, you have to get all your safeties in the box to stop the run because your defensive line is not holding up. Then that opens you up for the play action. Matt Lafleur got him exactly where he wanted them. So Niners have to do a better job against the run with their four-man fronts. Eric Armstead should hopefully be back and defend the run. Let's get into our predictions here. Like, what do you guys think is going to happen?
1: I think it's going to get real ugly real quick. I got the Niners winning 38-21. 38?
2: Wow. I got um 35-13. to 13.
0: 35 shit. to 13. Yes. You guys are jinxing the shit out of this game.
1: You say this a lot when I make Niner prediction, but usually I end up accurate. And then you're like, okay, you didn't jinx us this
2: game. Yet, <laughs> Matt, we gotta believe, man. <laughs> this is time. This is where we start believing.
0: No. Remember last time you said that, and then I think we lost the NFC Championship. No, never again. But I'm gonna go with the Niners, 31-21. I think this is a closer game than we think because I, the thing is like. I could say all this. Niners can stop the run. We can run all over them. But Jordan Love is right now on a heater. And what scares me the most is that any good quarterback on a good day can just beat a more talented team. That's what I feel. like. So that, the biggest concern for me is Jordan Love at the end of the day. So I hope he doesn't do well. I hope he follows his predecessor like Aaron Rodgers. And, and uh, Brett Favre. And Bre- well, Brett Favre used to own us, I think. But I hope Jordan Love... It crumbles just for today, just for this Saturday.
1: Well, we all got the Niners. I think that one is relatively simple. Uh, so I think the Sunday game starts with uh, which game?
0: I think it's Bucks-Lions. Ooh.
1: This is an interesting but, like, so random game, I feel like, you know?
0: It's not exactly probably what the ratings are going to want here. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's what the NFL had in mind in terms of the script. Like Rams Lions was pretty entertaining, and ah, uh, I got it. I was so close. If I just picked the Lions, I had the score right, but the team wrong. But I mean, either way, this is a rematch as well. This is Week Six. The Lions went to Tampa Bay. They crushed them twenty to six. This was never a contest in that game, but obviously the pre uh, the postseason can change things any given Sunday. Baker did well, I think, yesterday but at the same time there's a lot of drop passes some execution was really off um meanwhile the lions were you know they were really good in the first half but i think they only scored three total points in the second half so these two teams yeah I got quiet yeah it was it was kind of uninspiring at the end of the game for the lions but they managed to pull it out so i mean what are your just your like, quick thoughts so far
2: uh, first, I just want to congratulate the Detroit Lions. I mean, they d- finally deserve to be in the playoffs, and th- they're able to get their first win after so long. Um, I really do believe what Dan Campbell has been doing. Or I know he's not the biggest X and O's guy, and he's more of a inspirational talker, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was a former athlete, so it's always nice to have an inspirational athlete give those kind of rah rah speeches.
2: No, no, absolutely. I think they're required for every single team, regardless of what sport you do. Um I I think they could still I think they could still beat the Bucks. I mean the Bucks um they're I feel like nothing really stands out. I mean, yes, they have Mike Evans. Um it's just their defense. I think their defense is not still not great even with Todd Bulls. So so um I do believe with what the Lions have with Amon Ra, with David Montgomery, uh, Jameer Gibbs. Um, I st- I, re- I truly believe that Lions can take take the Bucks without question. And they're all again. I think everyone knows they're playing in Detroit, so um, I think home field advantage is going to help them so much. So I do believe the Lions are going to take over the Bucks.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I mean, it's hard for me to root against anybody here. Like, it's just kind of like one team is supposed to be here. One team kind of surprisingly got here in these type of the games where, you know, I think I would say things even out, whereas, like, you know, the team that's supposed to win usually ends up winning. Uh, I like the Lions here at home, too. It's a big uh, home field advantage for them. Their fans are crazy. They need this. They want this. It's for them. It's for Detroit, baby. <laughs>
0: I I will try to advocate for the Bucks side here. I think the way that the Bucks win this game is on defense because Todd Bowles, he drew up a pretty good plan against Jalen Hurts. He got them to blitz um, Jalen Hurts repeatedly, and they had no answers. I'm sure Detroit will probably be better than that, but the only way to basically shut down this Detroit offense is, one, the run. Stop David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, and the Bucs can do that. They have a really, really good run defense. They just have to execute and make sure that they force him to pass, and then get him into Todd Bowles, you know, defensive plan, which is to pressure Jared Goff. And we know it's going to happen. Todd Bowles has been the most predictable head coach over the last, you know, defensive coordinator at least every time, which is blitz, 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 blitz. He knows, you know, he's going to blitz. He's not going to do anything different, and that's actually a good thing because. Goff is really, really bad against the Blitz this year. And we saw when Aaron Donald got in his face, he kind of did not do as well. So when they finally got pressure on Goff, he really didn't execute. So if the Bucks can pressure Goff and they can play a good enough run defense on Gibbs and Montgomery, they have a chance. And then they have to basically force a lower scoring game. Again, the untalented, less talented team. They have to bank it a lower scoring game and pull off the upset. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I've got the Lions winning by 8, 24 uh, 16.
2: I got, I think it's going to be a low scoring affair between the Bucks and Lions. I'm going to say 17 12.
0: Hmm. Damn,
1: bro. These scores are doing fucking wild, bro. I got Lions 27 20.
0: 27 20. Interesting.
1: I feel like my shit's not, just not as juicy after I go after Dylan. Dylan, you become with these like fucking oddball ass scores and shit. Did you say hey, seventeen to
2: twelve? Hap- yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I mean, shit, bro. You never know, but
0: uh, I think fuck. what you you said four field goals last week, right? Uh, G, so I mean, and it anything happened. Could happen. Yeah, hey, that's true. And hey,
1: what game did that happen in? Oh, the it Chiefs was in game. The Chief's Actually, the game. Yeah. the game we're gonna talk about next year. So. Patrick Mahomes goes on the road for his first ever AFC road playoff game. If you guys haven't realized yet, and it's going against his arch nemes- nemesis Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. After randomly getting into the playoffs there, all of a sudden, uh, you know, one went away from being in the conference championship game. Who would have thought six weeks could go and the Bills sucked ass? And now all of a sudden, they're the best team ever, right? We got them going against the Chiefs, who had a, I would say. I wouldn't say dominant, maybe at least defensively dominant game, underwhelming defense offense again, but when 23, I think nine, that was the final score in that one. Um, Mm -hmm. So pretty impressive if you just look at final score, but I mean, I think if anybody watched the game, I know it wasn't that impressive. Uh, I think this one is kind of, you know, what you think of in terms of how much does history play? How much does, you know, just the hypothetical, like where your father of your organization come into place you know like can, what can we give that a, like a point value or like a a percentage of how much it's gonna matter in the game because i don't know how but it's gonna matter because hey if you can't beat them you just can't beat them like it just happens there's some teams that just like always have the other team's number right like
0: yeah i mean like honestly, it reminds
1: me it reminds me of trailblazers warriors like like in terms of just point guard matchup too like steph is like amazing Dame is also really, really fucking good. But any time Dame played against Steph, Steph was always better. And I yeah. think they knew that. He needed to go out and show that every time they played. And I think that's exactly what Josh Allen is compared to Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, Mahomes is Steph Curry. He's the guy that got all the rings, all the accolades, and then Josh Allen is Dame. where It's, like, really, really fucking impressive, but,
2: like, there's not much to show for it, you know what I
1: mean, in that In that
2: case. That's kind of like the Niners, too, when... um. When we, whenever we played the Chiefs, or back then when we used to lose against the Seahawks during the Harbaugh days,
0: uh, bad memories, very bad memories. Yeah. yeah, You don't have to do that to yourself, but I mean, yeah. Very fair. <laughs> I fair mean, comp.
2: you got, you got to, you got to be fair. You can't. You got to highlight the low lights too. I respect
1: that. I respect a genuine man. But this game is gonna be good. I think this is the best game of the week, right?
0: I think it, so. I think by default, because. I honestly think both teams aren't very good. Like, the Sunday games, man, like, Bucks-Lions, I feel like both of them weren't very good performances. And then Chiefs-Bills, both of them, like, they won in double digits. But you saw the product out there. It was just not very, um, like, you wouldn't didn't come away thinking, oh, this team's going to go to the AFC ch- uh, Championship. They're going to win the AFC, right? Like, I thought the Chiefs, like, once I saw the Chiefs win, I was like, oh, the Bills are definitely going to win. Then I saw the Bills win, I was like, God, I, I honestly don't know who's going to win this game. Like, I don't want to choose.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this one, because I feel like this the Bills can't beat them this year. What year are you ever going to beat them? But then also, like, the Chiefs defense is just playing out of their fucking minds right now. Like, And I thought I'd never say that, because their offense has just, for the last four or five years, just dicked down the whole NFL. And mm-hmm. now you're like, their defense is just X, Y, and Z so good and whatnot. And I, I just don't know because, th- like I said, the Bills are just not like some slouches either right now. They've won, like, what, six or seven in a row, including the playoff game? Like, you don't just accidentally do that at the end of the season when you can lose any one of those games, which basically makes them, like, all win or go home games. So they've been playing pseudo-playoff games for seven weeks now. So, like, pressure? Like, they, they already know about it. Like, they're not, they're not like, you know...
0: it's about house money like are they playing with house money or is this the expectation i think last year they got the expectations under them and they completely collapsed once joe burrow came to town like i think they're playing a little bit freer even though they're the second seed they are like we weren't supposed to be here right and we're somehow gonna face off against Mahomes in the divisional round again we could win right if we do, we'll get to the AFC Championship and then we won't have to face Patrick Mahomes again. So, you know, I, but the only issue to me is that, like, I can't choose this game. I have no idea how to choose it. So I'm just going to pick the best unit out of all of the units that I see on here. Chiefs offense, they stink. Buffalo's defense, they have a lot of issues right now. They're really injured. And so that leaves the Buffalo offense versus the Chiefs defense, which is probably going to be the key matchup anyway. Do I trust Josh Allen or do I trust the Chiefs defense? Well, I think I'm going to have to lean towards the Chiefs defense because they've just been more consistent. And even though Josh Allen had a turnover-less game, I can't imagine that repeating against the better Chiefs defense. Like the Steelers defense tried their best, but they did not get a turnover on him. But I have a feeling Chiefs are going to do it this time. And I feel like they're a lot better of a product to beat the Buffalo offense. Like, I just think this defense has to carry them to the chip. And I think all the Chiefs offense has to do is just make sure that they aren't, like, stop throwing, and, like, deep routes to Nicole Hardman in, like, 30-degree. Marquez Valdez, Scantling. Yeah, it's like.
2: Or Kadarius Tony, Andy Reid. Kn- though.
0: Like, yeah, <laughs> keep him out. Keep him out. All right. Especially this game. Last time they played, it was a rematch offsides. He committed the offsides penalty that basically lost him the game. Like, the reason they're not playing in Arrowhead right now. Exactly. Andy Reid needs to recognize this isn't the same offense you have before where Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are just running merry-go-round routes and like you know, the Chiefs can do all this random you know stuff. No, you guys have to just basically play a very fundamental, run the ball, get some check-down passes, move the ball down the field, kick a field goal, whatever. You guys aren't the same offense. Recognize it so you don't waste like 20 plays trying to do some weird stuff and it won't work. So I think Andy Reid has to realize that and he will. And I think the Chiefs will edge out the Bills 24 to 21.
1: I don't know why, but I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. I think it's just like I'm like you said, if it comes down to trust, I trust Andy Reid more than Sean McDermott and I trust Patrick Mahomes more than Josh Allen. So I will be taking the Chiefs in overtime. Definitely going be kind of funny. Twenty three <laughs> killer.
0: Oh <laughs> what my is... God? You're trying like, what kill you trying to kill them? Do it
1: yeah, What would you do if your Josh Allen lose another game in overtime to the Chiefs? It's <laughs> like a fucking retire or some shit, bro. Go run to the NFC. Go sign with the Niners, bro. Like something I don't know, bro.
0: Only way that's funnier is if it was like like thirteen to twenty. And it was two seconds left. Patrick Mahomes runs around Hail Mary and they catch it in overtime, except force overtime. And then like, <laughs> oh my something God. crazy
1: like that. Yeah. That'd be yeah. hilarious. But yeah, I think they're going to do it. They always find a way. And, uh, I don't, I don't want to doubt them now. I got the chiefs 23, 20 in overtime.
2: Wow. Ooh. Oh, I'm kind of torn. I'll be honest. Cause I, 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 I think I'm going to go with No Logic and go Bills. Um, I'm going to go
0: 23 to 17 Bills. Not bad. Not bad at all. Like, I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game, and we all basically said as much in these predictions.
1: Well, every single Chiefs game has been sort of low-scoring because they
2: fucking suck, but... Yeah. (laughs) I, I just feel like every single time they play, it's like a shootout until recently. Like that one year or two seasons ago, when, uh, like Josh Allen like progressed it down the field and threw it to Gabe Davis, then like, um, Patrick yeah. Mahomes came back and he scored a touchdown too. So it was like it was like
0: like three four scores in the last two minutes. I think that was a pretty insane yeah. game. Yeah, I'd hope we get that again, but I I feel like in freezing Buffalo with both like Chiefs offense and the Chiefs defense, like it's probably bound for a very uh, low scoring game.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. I don't think these are the same two teams we saw a couple years ago.
0: Yeah. Guess Taylor's moving on. No, Tay
1: Tay Tay gonna win, bro. Don't say <laughs> that about <laughs> her. <laughs> She's gonna tay-tay. win. She's tay-tay. gonna beat
0: Haley. Tay Tay over Haley. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were predicting the bills, but okay. Fuck, bro. Yeah, if, yeah. We're talking,
1: if, we're, if we're going like uh, that, bro, yeah, I got the bills, bro. <laughs> hey,
0: so if I, I no. if if it was bad, if I, I don't want to say anything. Um, I don't need the Swifties after me. But uh, hey,
1: I'll fuck the Swifties. <laughs>
0: I'll go. I'll go. Haley over t- Taylor for this matchup. Gwen Stacy. I,
1: I'm also going Haley over Taylor. are <laughs> you, I is it a claim suit? I,
0: Okay, yes. But let's move <laughs> on. <laughs>
1: Isn't that all the matchups? Isn't that the most that, important matchup on the field?
0: It's true. It's true. I don't even know if Haley goes to the games. I don't think we've seen her go to any like oh, I didn't see her didn't last time. I've seen her seen. I
1: seen her I seen her answer a question on the red carpet about Josh Allen.
0: Uh, that's true. She was probably at like the award shows. Hey man, mm-hmm. He's getting more awards than Josh is.
1: Okay. Well um you don't want all the twifties at you now, you got all the fucking I let meat riders on you. It's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can handle that. All right. Well, before we end this podcast, we want to thank Zencaster, our podcasting recording service, for another well-done job. You know, we've been recording with Zencaster for a very very long time now. We've been recording with them this entire uh, season. And, you know, so far, no delays, no issues. Uh, Everything's been perfect. And... If you've ever thought about starting up a podcast yourself and you know trying to do what we do, which is basically, uh, I don't know what we do. I don't know what those last two minutes was. But if you want to do something like that. High
1: content analytical analysis. Yes.
0: Analytical game. analysis.
1: I think that just means <laughs> the same thing. but. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, either way, you can go to zancaster.com slash pricing, use our referral code sports Council. You'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. Basically, you get Zencaster Premium for a cheaper price. Thanks to us. You're welcome.
1: Hey, and if you do, then maybe we can uh, buy Gav a wide receiver for our favorite football team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't want to see
1: that?
2: Maybe even a new quarterback.
1: (laughs) Shit, we're going to need a couple more sponsors for that one. But for today, Zencaster, they're the ones. Made
0: it all happen. Make it happen for you too. Yes, sir. That is going to do it for our show. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. That's where all our podcasts are, or actually anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also follow our Twitter, our Instagram, our threads. They are all sports underscore council. You'll get the latest and greatest of our takes there. We also have a Facebook if you still use that. And, um, you know, just find us anywhere. We are a very big influence, definitely you'll feel our impact even if you don't want to feel our impact <laughs> that's concerning <laughs> okay and okay. a little bit little bit threatening <laughs> aura it. there but uh in a nice I way context, I will agree. Con- in a sweet context, way
2: context 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 in
0: context. context for that hey man first of all I, okay <laughs> our episode last week if you weren't listening you missed out because we basically called it we called it except for the cowboys but we called most of the other games correctly so you better keep on listening because, you know, if you wanna to go to Vegas and uh you wanna see which teams go to Vegas, you just gotta listen to the sports council podcast right here. We give you the latest and the greatest, right Matt. Latest and greatest. Of our sports takes and uh other takes. Hashtag Haley over <laughs> Tate. I was about to say that. Haley over Tate. I was uh,
2: I was gonna wait until Matt wanted us to say something. But no, this is say the same thing. I think, I, think over this is, Taylor.
0: I think this is a great time to sign off right now. Good night. Hope you guys all sleep well. Get ready for the playoffs, I guess. What Get do you say? Get ready for Dylan? the Pro Bowl, too? No, we don't care about that. Do you guys have Pro Bowls? Right. What
1: The fuck is that supposed to mean, bro? What the fuck? I, I, I mean, it's a genuine question. TKY.
2: Yeah. Is We <laughs> also heard. have
1: Killer Brew, our special teams guy.
0: Okay. you watching for Killer Brew?
1: Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. All right, fuck you, and the Niners. I will
0: take it back. All right, With All right Jordan knock Love, on at wood. six. Knock on wood. <laughs> Jordan Love, go crazy. Thank you, thank you so much. Don't kill us, Packers. Good night. Go Haley.